Hello, everybody, and welcome to Can Peaches, a Deadwood podcast. This one covering episode 11 titled Jules Boot is Made for Walking. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and today I'm joined by Sheila Master. Hello. Brian Craig. Hello, babe. And Samantha Russell. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Thank you all for being here. Uh, as always, we start with our first impressions. Uh, so, Sam, what did you think of episode 11, Jules Boot? Is made for walking. Uh, I I mean I enjoyed the episode, but it wasn't my favorite. It feels like a table setting episode mm -hmm. um, where a lot of things are putting getting put into place, but you know not a lot of action in it. And it wasn't as funny as some of the other episodes, but I mean I enjoyed it overall. Sure, sure. Brian. Oh uh, yeah, as a those are certainly um, accurate takes. I'd say it's another fun. Uh, uh, character um shoot i should <laughs> i don't know what i'm talking about uh i don't know is it good <laughs> okay. just saying i liked it is acceptable <laughs> i liked it i love the character new uh, there's new character actors what i was trying yeah. to oh okay yeah That's don't pressure yourself to uh find more than you want to uh Start sheila uh yeah i mean i agree i feel like it was doing a lot of setting up for what's to come Mm -hmm. um and i would say overall gave me a pretty sad feeling <laughs> so. yeah for for everything because i for agree with people yeah uh, all that um the, the the table is set for episodes 12 and 13 the final two of season one i know it feels like we just started but we're already at the end of the <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's been almost two years um for us uh so yeah the actual timeline of the show went, went much faster uh i think deadwood came and went in the time we started covering this season <laughs> mm -hmm. um but for this particular episode yeah definitely a lot of setting up for all of the storylines there was no real payoff of anything mm -hmm. in this episode it was just really set up um, yeah. for those 12 and 12 and 13 and yeah lots of lots of sad it seems to come to come our way uh so we separate this episode into multiple storylines because it really did jump around uh throughout uh the hour um so we're gonna start with jules boot jules getting a boot mm -hmm. how about that uh, so she heads over to see the doc about the boot, uh, and he is very quickly, I don't want to read no books about the Civil War. I was there, okay? <laughs> I got uh, it all up here. I can't yeah. stop it. I don't want to see any more. Yeah, yeah, doc is haunted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like if someone brought him a book of um, gray robbing, too, he'd have this have a similar reaction. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> Be I like, oh, did you want me to sign bodies. that book I wrote? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Seven so, that they know about. Yeah. He is uh, just kind of blowing her off. And as she's walking over, we see that before she even gets there, they kind of show her how she struggles to, to walk. Yeah. Uh, and especially in not the safest of conditions. It is mud puddle after mud puddle uh, in this thoroughfare. Bowl and everything. Yeah, yeah, safe, safe from physically and, and from just uh, verbal assaults and just people kind of getting up in her face and in some ways causing her to lose her yeah. um, balance and, and fall. Uh, so not, not great conditions all around. And honestly, throw up some wood, get some plywood, cover those, cover those yeah. mud puddles. Uh, where's yeah. our 
there. Yeah, I don't know what office covers that. I don't know if it would be, I don't, it probably wouldn't, well, I think there's probably some set health commissioner stuff because all of those puddles that are just standing water, probably not great. Yeah. Um, not. Yeah, I don't know how much they know about um, uh, what's the West Nile and uh, the different yeah. mosquito ones. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta watch out for that. Uh, throw up some wood. Let people walk on that. Uh, so she's having a hard time getting over there. And Doc is just like, let me, all right, let me, let me look at it. Let me see what you got. Uh, yeah. He's just flipping through. Not going to happen. This guy could walk. He, he, he was fine before this happened. Um, and he kind of gives her this speech about how um, he just doesn't want to fuck her up further. Mm -hmm. um, to to kind of paraphrase what he was saying, um, he's really concerned that if he does anything, he would take away the limited mobility that she that she has. Um, so, which I fully yeah. is fair. Oh, but, for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. and kind of tells her, well, we all have our limitations. This happens to be your limitation. Just mm -hmm. kind of live with it. Which yeah. you never want to hear from a doctor. No. Wrong. No. Yeah. Uh, he was also like, don't let Al be the reason you're trying to like yeah. to mm. do this as if that That's wasn't like you know her just walking isn't doesn't seem to be a problem yeah <laughs> like she might want to leave the gym every now and again yeah and it was the dragging of her foot she said that is it really drives him nuts and he's, and he's just basically like fuck Al yeah fuck <laughs> who cares um then she goes back to the gym uh, where Al greets her with a, where the fuck were you? <laughs> and she says, uh, at the dock, um, and uh, fetch me a cup of coffee. Um, a little later, what was your purpose at docks? And she says, I'm knocked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was yeah, yeah. Um, and he just kind of blows her off. Uh, then the doc comes back to see her, apologizes for his attitude, and uh, says, like I said, he's worried about making things worse. Um, the Hippocratic oath. Mm -hmm. um, quote some Latin to her. Do first, do no harm. Um, and uh, he shows her a sketch of a boot that. And I was I was unclear if he had drawn this or if he had found it in one of his of his of his books. Did you get any sense of that? I, from my perspective, it seemed like after looking at the sketches that were in the book that he was able to kind of you know, like pull from that but then do like create something that would be specifically for right. jewel yeah. yeah that's what i that's yeah. what i figured as well yeah it looked hand drawn by him and and recently starting the nick um mm -hmm. now also on hbo max um i think it was i don't know if it was pointed out in the show or i saw it in a review where they said something to the effect of uh, doctors of the time had to be both uh, doctors, surgeons, and also uh, like hobby artists. Barbers. <laughs> they had to be barbers, and, barbers yeah. and dentists. Yeah, because <laughs> they had to draw all the like things that they'd never seen before. They they can't take pictures of how to do surgery. They had to oh, man. draw all the yeah all figures, all the, the scientific illustration. <laughs> exactly. People would if I had to do that in that day. It would be the worst drawings. <laughs> they would definitely be left out of the uh, the textbooks. Um, I just hire somebody. Like, can you draw? Let me describe it to you. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, here's what here's what I'm looking at. We're actually why don't you just come to my office, take a look inside yeah, this person, surgery, and sketch this. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's why how uh, please sketch artists came about because yeah. the comics <laughs> of the day were like, you know what, I can't fucking draw this. I imagine just going to going to a different doctors trying to figure out which one you want to uh, work on. You like, let me see your portfolio. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no no! This looks good. I'm yeah. I'm going to this guy. He can draw way better. Yeah, um, putting the the artwork over the actual skill of surgery. <laughs> I don't know. He's good with a pen. Is he good with a knife? Um, all right. Uh, so, where? Yeah, she he shows her the sketch of the boot that he wants to try. Um, Al asks the doc about Jewel, uh, and he's like, "Well, what did you what did you tell her?" And to quote, he says. Uh, I told her not to worry about your moods. You generate those yourself and you find an excuse for having them later. Uh, <laughs> saucy words, Doc. Uh, good thing you're good and handy. Good, what is he good thing you're handy with a snatch. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, and then takes a shot about his treatment of the Reverend. Uh, mm -hmm. If it was, if it's, if your treatment of her is anything close to your uh handling of uh, the reverend i'm sure she'll be hopping around in no time so yeah al is preoccupied with the reverend throughout yeah, yeah the entire episode he cannot stop thinking about him yeah um reverend is our next stop on this uh tour of deadwood in this episode uh but before we move on any other thoughts about jewel jewel's boot their reactions to each other I mean, this is cutting edge technology. I'm looking forward to seeing it work. <laughs> yeah. Custom made. Yeah. It'll really help her, I think, in just being a an individual instead of just kind of Al's employee. Yeah. yeah. Gonna hand it to her. Doc, is this is this human bone? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask any questions. <laughs> <laughs> and in that time to create new medical technologies, you'd have to go to the metal smith to get the braces on the side and go mm -hmm. to the leather working guy mm -hmm. to, you know, punch the holes in the leather and sew it mm -hmm. all. It's not just a trip to AC no. Moore or anything. No. Yes. No. No. Uh, yeah, he's not going to be able to find everything he needs from, from Graves either. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then we'll, uh, we'll head over to Andy and the Reverend. Uh, so the pest tent is still being taken down <laughs> it is a multi-episode process um uh, but yeah it's still still coming down and andy you remember andy um i uh, apologize oh, my back. <laughs> oh, my back. uh yeah andy who survived his bout with smallpox uh and came also back to patient camp. zero at Denver. yeah he brought oh, it. <laughs> yeah yeah didn't just survive but uh he introduced it he was the columbus to uh to deadwood uh so yeah andy converses with the reverend a little bit can clearly see that reverend is not right uh and he, are you not well <laughs> while he's hanging onto the pole <laughs> right for dear life uh are you not well and he's like well you know sometimes i'm very well sometimes not so much um we all buddy yeah and andy Andy's sad that they're taking down the camp because it seems like he came back to help. Um, yeah. He says that he- It was the uh, one purpose that he had in life other than gambling. Yeah. Yeah. He he says that he 
visited some other camps and then backslid to his old problems. He went to one camp and found himself at the dice table. Then he went to another camp and found himself at the dice table. <laughs> All right. There are other things besides that. Third place. I, I tripped, fell over, then found myself at the dice table. <laughs> yeah. And I came back here to open up a dice table. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and he asked the uh, the reverend to pray with him, which seemed like Christmas morning to the reverend in that moment. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, sure can. Boy, will I. Um, but then he starts saying what I think was the, the St. Francis prayer. Um, uh, and then he kind of forgets it as he's saying. He's like, ah, the rest I forget. And then just kind of ambles off. <laughs> yeah, he ambulates off. Um, yeah, so. Well. Andy's looking for purpose in life, and mm -hmm. it seems like the Reverend's not going to make it. So <laughs> yeah, might be a position be. opening up. Yeah, <laughs> there's a spot available. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> yeah, the Reverend will take him under his wing for a little while. Um, teach him the uh, the Christian ropes. Um, yeah, we see the the Reverend preaching to a bull at one point, um, kind of preaching to anything that pa he passes yeah. by. And the bull does not move. seem interested. Like the bull's like, oh, I gotta get out of here. I don't know what to do. Nah, the bull was, was circumcised, not, not yeah. circumcised. <laughs> circumcised, and then you're not circumcised. <laughs> yeah, that, that a lot of that preaching was just talking about dicks. It was yeah. a little much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so he's, he's, he's struggling. And at one point Al is watching him from the balcony as he's, he's wandering through the thoroughfare, struggling to get, uh, a following yeah. and, uh, Al kind of has a moment. He's kind of yeah. looking over and I couldn't tell, but it looked as if he was a little, um, teary eyed. Yeah. Oh, he was definitely teary eyed. Yeah. He was, yeah. I mean, it's hard to tell in Deadwood and <laughs> people are sweaty <laughs> and dirty. Uh -huh. um, and it smells bad, so your eyes are watering anyway. Yeah, you got all that cat piss. Um, lion yeah, his office last piss. episode was destroyed. <laughs> yeah, so he's still airing it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Al has a moment watching him struggle. Uh, and later on, we see him kind of drunk monologuing to uh, one, of his, one of his girls about the reverend. Uh, as he's uh, getting getting a blowjob, uh, and he he basically says he has to die. He's making a jerk of himself. Yeah, that's not fun. You know, that's not fun to watch. Nobody likes a jerk. <laughs> yeah, uh, got to send him back to the jerk store. They called. <laughs> um, no returns. Yeah, <laughs> he he's 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 kind of very clearly signaling what he wants to happen. Saying, yeah. not signaling, saying what he wants to happen here, um, possibly what he may do. And um, he gets into this orphanage story. What was the deal with the orphanage story? It seems that he had some, well, he had the connection to an orphanage, I believe in Chicago, where his mother dropped him off and just with a little bit of money and just like, I don't want this kid anymore. And yeah. then the woman who ran that seemed like she was a real piece of work. And then she opened up a young lady's uh, orphanage, which is where he gets some of his women from. Mm. So it yeah. seems like he might've been abused as a child. Yeah. And I don't know if she did it under the guise of religion. I don't know if that's where it kind of 
I would assume so. Came yeah, from that, that she was, she was doing it, you know, like, cause it seemed like it was kind of attached to the preacher conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, her, her orphanage. Uh, she also had, you said the brothel behind it, uh, which is kind of like a pipeline orphanage brothel uh, scenario. Yeah. yeah. Human trafficking in a way a bit, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. So. No. Mom went down to Georgia. He says some rather disgusting things <laughs> about his mom. Uh, oh, you don't have a quote for them? There are certain things uh, that I will uh, gladly get into because they, they make me laugh. Some of them are just too disgusting. Um, yeah. At some point, <laughs> if I eventually run for office, this entire podcast will <laughs> come back to haunt me. Mm -hmm. um, so... We'll, we'll pick and choose, uh, <laughs> uh, but I I do love that uh, not love, but his mom dropped him off at the orphanage with essentially our current minimum wage. Yeah, uh, just like at seven twenty five. And uh, he was saying that that was a low amount of money. Yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah. So do with that information what you will. Yeah, not a lot to live on. <laughs> That's really what you're saying. In an orphanage back yeah. then. And didn't he also say something like he, that's what he paid for the woman yes. that, mm -hmm. that was working for him? Yeah. So it's a coincidence. Yeah. Low, low, low number there. Uh, so stagecoach to catch, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> slow the fuck down. Um, and then he, yeah, he, he's like conducting <laughs> as, he, as he goes through. Uh, this blowjob, uh, because at the end, he's like, now yeah, speed up, you know, <laughs> down, speed up. Okay. Yeah, here we are. Shundo and <laughs> yep. Uh, in the hall of the mountain King. And, uh, yeah. So Andy's looking for a purpose. Reverend is, um, has his purpose, but he's, he's struggling big time with everything. Uh, and Al seemingly has his purpose with the reverend. Mm -hmm. Uh, any other thoughts? I mean, uh, I can see Al's point of view because the Reverend does not seem to have a great quality of life right now. No. No. It's, it is hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. yeah I mean, even I took a, a, a death, a dignity and death class uh, when I was in college. Um, so I'm curious, like, even if you ask the Reverend, do you, well, he kind of, the doctor the did doc ask him. Did. The doc did. Yeah. Because uh, the doc was sort of offering. To yeah. Euthanasia, mm. yeah. euthanasia option. Yeah. So the doc is is not going to take the death with dignity option here because of uh, religion and God's plan and all yeah. that stuff. Um, all right. Uh, so, oh, the other thing I, I wanted to bring up here, small point. Small point uh, is the the reverend. Uh, how do they do that with the VI? You think? Okay. Is that just yeah? Is that, what, is that all it is? Is just the contact lens thrown on there? It covers like all of it, and then it's just like an eyeball down here. Yeah. 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 Mm. Okay. See, pretty small point. Um, <laughs> or you could just do it. He is just uh, one of those might be a, that yeah. can control both eyes. Like I know mm. there are some people. I just don't know how long you can hold that up. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be tough. Um, so we're going to uh, the Yankton crew, Yankton storyline. 
Uh, Al is talking about why he is wanted for murder in Chicago. Uh, he knifed a crooked cop for trying to get more was the gist there, right? Mm -hmm. um, and he gets an update from Trixie as he watches over, as she watches over the balcony, um, talks about Bullock going to the land uh, with, with Hostetler. EB is on his way over uh, and Jewel just went somewhere. Where's she going? I don't know. <laughs> um, we know because we already talked about it. Uh, and Al gives her half the day off. But before that, come back to fucking bed <laughs> and reveals this his weird onesie. <laughs> yeah, his onesie, but also the way he's like sitting yeah. or laying yeah. down was so weird. Wow, real hot. I'll be right over. <laughs> yeah. Mm, let me expose my soiled onesie. <laughs> uh, gross. Um, we see that Dan is skeptical of uh, Adams uh, and EB explains uh, what's going on here. EB explains that uh, Al is cozying up to him a bit to kind of feel him out to see if he might be he might be able to turn on the magistrate and come work for him um, in in different different ways. So his in turn his warmth is counterfeit. Um, <laughs> I don't know. EB kind of has a couple good observations through throughout this episode because he also later on sees uh, Amma's dad as yeah. uh, just a very brief interaction. He's like, he's a fucking crook. <laughs> I can smell it. Well, I mean, because EB is one too. So yeah. he can yeah. recognize game, right? <laughs> one to smell one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and Silas, Silas walks in uh, and Al, Al says, uh, Sean and groom to a fucking fare thee well. Yeah. So he's, he's got a nice haircut. Yeah, and a nice no shave. Looks like a monkey's child mm -hmm. or something. <laughs> Ready to play for the Yanks. <laughs> yep. Uh, I got the reference. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Adams and Al uh, go over, and I appreciate this. Uh, he's like, let's pick a table out of traffic. I always pick a table out of traffic. Yeah. You always you know, have to. I, everyone wants a table out of traffic. It's only yeah. when it's really busy, and then you're like, well, I guess I'll take that table out mm -hmm. of traffic. So they get that table out of traffic and uh, have their chat as Adams, as Johnny and EB look on. Uh, and what message, <laughs> I like this too. Uh, what uh, Silas asks, what message for the magistrate? No envelopes and to fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> Let me write that. <laughs> uh, he, he lets Al know that it's like Yankton, Yankton is, is on team Al, believe me. They they want not they want to be in the Al Swearingen business, <laughs> but the magistrate the magistrate is just looking to kind of uh, screw him a little bit little bit more for for some of the the money and previous because of previous offenses. Mm -hmm. um, so then they're like, well, maybe the I don't know. Do you think maybe the magistrate needs to fucking die? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, it's funny because it, it came out of they both kind of pushed each other in each direction and kind of yes ended in their yeah. way to uh killing the guy feeling it out i i don't know how you feel about <laughs> murdering him i mean let's hypothetically if he was dead would these things go away mm -hmm. uh and if if he were to do it here oh well that might hurt our chances you know that could be a real problem for us well yes and we could also do it in yankton it doesn't have to be here. It could be there. Um, so they kind of cut a deal. Uh, $1,000 for the cocksucker proved dead and 1000 for the warrant proved lifted. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Silas kind of pushes back a little bit. He's like, I don't know. Seems like seems like a lot of work. Um, and Al's like, I will take care of you. I promise you'll make hundreds. I think he even says hundreds of thousands of dollars shuffling yourself back and forth between here and, and Yankton. So seems like a pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to kill a guy. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Your boss of and all people. Like a smidge of murder. The yeah. American dream, killing your boss. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh, there goes my, uh, <laughs> my uh, run for office. <laughs> or certainly your raise. Or my raise, yeah. The American <laughs> dream isn't dead. Bosses will be, though. Um, yikes. All right. Uh, so any other thoughts on this table being set? No, I, I I do think that Al does enjoy, like really like Silas. I think the mm-hmm. two of them seem like they're really getting along mm-hmm. and they, like he seems to really respect his opinion. And I feel like they're kind of on the same level. So I, I do think that Dan and Johnny are reasonably yeah. kind of jealous because I feel like they there's there's a relationship brewing between the two of them that is more than what they can offer Al. Yeah. Uh, Dan is, is not, he's a good soundboard, uh, and can kind of give some street level advice. Uh, but Silas is book smart. Yeah. Uh, and in the ways of the government and and things like that. So Al has use for, for all of them. Um, but yeah, Johnny and, um, EB, um, definitely reason to be feel threatened by, by his presence. Um, we'll see how that goes. Well, he's got that new haircut. He's got the new haircut. Yeah. Um, and they kept, what, what was it they kept saying? Um, uh, every time Al said something, it was just a little bit of affection or as affectionate as affectionate like that. Something they kept saying. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it kept coming back. Not enough for me to remember, I guess. Um, all right. Breezing through. Uh, let's head to Trixie and Saul. Uh, so, she shows up at the hardware store and asks if uh, he wants to go. You know, you want to go in the back. You want to get a free fuck? Yeah, why do you have to say it like that? Yeah, come on. You know I want so, it, but why do you have to ro- say it like that? Romance, <laughs> Short answer: Yes, but come on. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so he goes and locks the locks the door, still in full view. Yeah, <laughs> still but in full view it- of everything. Doesn't lock the door, closes the door. Oh, it was just a close. I, I, think, he locked locked it. It. I think he locked it. He locked it. Mm. Yeah. I, I thought he just closed it. I was like, that's that's really taking a chance. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. He, he locked the door, but he didn't put a sock on the doorknob. Yeah, that's oh, it. gotcha. Yeah. Oh, Bullock's like, why is this door locked? Well, I'll use my key. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just fashion some curtains out of our wares. Yeah. <laughs> I was also thinking, do they get socks or stockings in because she could really use a new pair of stockings oh yeah oh wow yeah those those are not mendable at this no it's it's gone they're gone yeah they've been darned to heck yeah (laughs) probably find some pants along the road uh, as we know (laughs) plenty of pants (laughs) (laughs) i shit myself um Yeah, so he goes, he locks the door, they go in the back, and of course, Seth walks in. The one person with the uh, the, the key comes on in, 
and is like, I just came to get something. I'm gonna go. Uh, oh, this oh, thing this, right here. This, thing. this is fine. That's the thing I came. The thing that holds two woods together. Yeah. I need that. I yeah. need that thing. Essentially, came in. I really need this paperweight. <laughs> um, my paper is just blowing all over. Um, yeah. So then they get they kind of pick back up, which I appreciate. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, normally it's like, oh, the moment passed, and kind of kind of <laughs> things in in movies and TV shows. Now then they're like, okay, cool. Well. Go. Trixie doesn't get an afternoon off very often. That's true. So you gotta take advantage. She's spending, yeah, she's she's spending it well. She's very, she's <laughs> very doing yeah. yeah. what she would have been doing anyway, but enjoying it more. Yeah, it's on her own time. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, yeah, Seth walks in, then walks oh, out they, quickly. They did the the old uh, the old pretty woman where uh, kiss me anywhere but the lips. Mm -hmm. Yep. If you have to kiss me, kiss me anywhere but the lips. And he's like, uh-uh, I'm going in. <laughs> I'm going wherever I want. Um, yeah, Al asks uh, Trixie about uh, about the kid. Um, we all need some relaxation. Not get the fuck away from me. That's after Al already knows where she was. Oh, right. But yes, yeah. Seth goes like, in. While yeah. he's carrying around his thing he picked up. Yeah. He has to carry it to the bar and then upstairs. And then he just kind of in an angrily state. Mentioned. Yeah. I'm only here because my partner's fucking that whore or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, spills the beans on that because uh, I think at one point when Al is looking out the balcony, he sees her uh, go go off too. Um, so all those pieces are very quickly coming coming together. Um, and in previous episodes, he's seen them them together, so it's not a huge stretch. Making yeah. eyes, he gets it. Um, he sends Johnny to fetch Saul, um, and he comes in, and Al is, uh, he's charging him. Mm -hmm. He's charging him for what was supposed to be a free fuck. Mm -hmm. uh, and well, so and make sure that Trixie's there to see him mm -hmm. get charged. Yeah. yeah. Like, because I will say when Al was on uh, the balcony and watching the Reverend earlier and definitely getting misty-eyed, uh, that was like right after he found out about Trixie and Saul. And mm -hmm. I think part of that emotion was him being like hurt um, and mad that Trixie has an interest outside of him and outside of the saloon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he wanted to piss all over that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Five bucks front, seven bucks back, uh, <laughs> calls Trixie over. Um, you pay or she pays. Uh, and I don't think he's going to be taking her money mm -hmm. um, so much as he's like boot to her neck again or something something yeah. like that is how she's going to have good. to pay. Yeah, not good at all. Uh, so he gives her five bucks yeah, and uh, heads out the door. Uh, and now also says something like, no more uh, house calls. If you're going to do it, you do it here. Um, as essentially re re restates the prices so he's well yeah. aware before he comes yeah you yeah. don't have paypal and venmo mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cash only business and then he told her to sleep in her own bed tonight yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um seth does fess up to spilling the beans uh to saul um because they're having their conversation about something else and he <clears throat> starts giving his side of 
what's going on in his life and uh swear engine found found out about you know me messing around with with her and um well it might if it, it might have been me <laughs> uh, i might have said something about it there's it a possibility that made him believe that <laughs> there's a you possibility were fucking his whore do you believe in the multiverse saul um <laughs> because in one if you can imagine one universe where i just come out and say something dumb that might be where we're living right now. <laughs> Yikes. Um, yeah. And he says that, uh, he's like, well, you know, you got this happening. Our pet's heads are falling off. <laughs> um, and I just kind of came out with it um, and says he wasn't thinking straight and just let it slip. Yeah. So another, another table set. Uh, I don't imagine that uh, Saul and Trixie are going to take this warning which is essentially what it was, um, too seriously. I mean, I think they'll probably take it seriously, <laughs> very seriously, but not enough that they're going to avoid um, so much as they may find ways around things. Um, like teenagers. Like yeah. teens. Like, say, teens. a Romeo and a Juliet. And the more you tell them not to do it, the more they're going to want to do mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Look, yes. Saul's not going to become a customer because that's not what that relationship is. No. Like, there it's it's not a transaction they care about each other so and al's just gonna have to keep being upset about that so <laughs> yeah and saul is not the the fighting type it's it, it no. seems uh we've seen him use a gun um but not so much uh kind of get into fistfights i don't know how he can handle himself um but he's also the type to not just uh like bow down to somebody either right mm -hmm. yeah kind of like a logical kind of law lawyery type person like mm -hmm. arguing what is right and what is like he's very level-headed yeah and logical mm -hmm. uh it's got good core core principles sense of of values um core too probably yeah he might have a good core yes yeah, yeah a strong core flanking uh, <laughs> Any other thoughts on on this one before we move on? Uh, no, just excited. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we chug along to the general sheriff storyline. So the gist here is um, Utter is doing his job as fire marshal, uh, heads over to the number 10 saloon and cites uh, Tom Nuttall, uh, the owner proprietor of the number 10 saloon, that his stovepipe is attached to the wall in violation of the code. Um, where, what, what code? <laughs> you know, have they? Has he drawn things up? Have uh, he's got? Has he gotten things? He gone on the internet to see? I mean, yeah, he might be getting other codes from there other might be towns. Some general standard just, codes. Yeah, just general ideas of not burning down the entire <laughs> town. Yeah, which all which I believe is what actually happened to Denver. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so he has a right to be concerned. Yeah. Everything's made of wood. There's lots of fires. Mm -hmm. You gotta do the best you can, man. Yeah. That's our yeah, job. Yeah. Could, could very well be uh, common sense. Don't have your your stove attached to your wooden building. Yeah. Um, so he ha says he has to kind of do that. And he says, uh, Tom replies, um, uh, it's, it, it's shit like this that run me out of Wilkes Bar. Yeah. Uh, is this the Wilkes Bar of yeah. Pennsylvania fame? No, maybe. That's the only one I know. That's the only one I. That's what I assumed. Yeah, yeah, not too far from the Philadelphia area. Um, known for its rules. 
So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> famous, famous for its um, for its codes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Khan is there uh, and asks Tom why there's no sheriff. Why is there no sheriff? You know, because if we had a sheriff, uh, someone who was kind of friendly and and in on the inside and basically just corrupt as fuck is what he's getting at. <laughs> um, things could be a little bit different. And Tom lets him know because why is there no sheriff? Because Al doesn't want one. That's why there's no there's no sheriff. Um, but if he if it was someone he could trust, then maybe he'd feel a little bit differently. And you could put a word in because the thing is. Swearingen hates my fucking guts. <laughs> he hates me. Um, so Tom Nuttall heads over and basically does that. He he puts in a good word about Con Stapleton being installed as sheriff. Because um, it's inevitable that he be installed. And the fucking inevitability. <laughs> yeah, says it multiple times. He says inevitable more times, I think, than Seth in this episode mentions his wife and kid coming to town. <laughs> Just kind of kept throwing that out there. Um, hey, Seth, my wife and kid are coming to town. What's up? Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, I just need an axe. Um, yeah, so it's inevitable. How, who's to say it's fucking inevitable? Um, nothing he has on you can't be solved by Dan Doherty, is what Al says to, to Tom. Um, and he also point, has a, a good point. Like, if he can be bought with basically two loaves of day old bread or something like that. How can you trust anybody like that? Yeah. Um, and this next moment I laughed out loud at, um, so did Al. Um, when Tom says, when you first come, come to camp and hung up a sign for nickel booze and 50 cent pussy. <laughs> and Al just starts laughing like, <laughs> yeah, those was get, get acquainted prices. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it um yeah because i mean from 50 cents to five dollars mm -hmm. yeah okay booze is 50 cents now oh i feel like i've seen the sign too okay so, like yeah it's gone up quite yeah. a quite a mm -hmm. lot both yeah inflation and the pussy have gone significantly up yeah they got to pay for for all those bribes he's got to buy himself out of a murder charge um cost of living yeah <laughs> yeah yep they have now they have services in camp now uh, so the prices have to go up, uh, and Al eventually approves Khan as as sheriff, and no fucking paperwork. Um, and Tom's like, I don't even know if he can write. <laughs> <laughs> and then kind of presses him a little bit more. You know, he he thinks you hate his guts, so it would really mean a lot to him if he can get sworn in here. All right, fine, have he be do it here, but I'm not coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, and all he has to do is like look over the balcony yeah like, no, i'm not even doing it. i won't even come out of my office <laughs> if there's a fire in there i'm not coming out not doing it um caused by his stovepipe um yeah uh, he gets sworn in and uh do you swear to do this that or the other thing yeah if i can <laughs> <laughs> if i can yeah uh merrick takes uh oh merrick got a new camera, He's got a camera. Yeah. in this in this episode um call someone a philistine for mishandling it or being a little little rough around the edges with it um very excited about it he wants to take a second pick of the group uh because tom Nuttall has that dirty apron on he's like no let's go drink uh and then he's kind of snaps another candid let's call it a candid shot <laughs> um seth comes in 
and uh, uh, gets his whiskey. And we have that moment where he kind of spills the beans. Uh, Khan is unhappy that Al wasn't there and Tom Nuttall is kind of playing dumb. Yeah, why wasn't he here? It's his place. I don't know. Yeah. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, why, why didn't he come? <laughs> yeah. uh, Seth confronts Al about Khan being sheriff. Um, <clears throat> lets him, Al lets him know it's for Tom Nuttall. Uh, and Al updates him on the law, which is basically him going into his story about all these bribes and now how it's he has to pay more, uh, all to do with the magistrate. And Al says, or uh, Seth is like, yeah, but it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't, it, every each step of the way, like it doesn't have to be that way. Being a sheriff doesn't have to be a corrupt scumbag. Mm -hmm. um, and Al's like, well... You know, it could be. I don't want to do it. My wife and kid are coming to town. You know? yeah. <laughs> if you're uh, not going to do it, you can't be pissed that it's not done your way. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to, he refuses to step up. But he also, I feel like he kind of wants to be asked. Like, yeah. it's just like, oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to volunteer myself. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I'm insulted that you haven't asked me to do this. <laughs> yeah. I'm perfect for this job. Come on. Mm hmm. Al says, you're one of the pains in the ass that, that thinks the law can be good, can be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the, yeah, he lets out that bit about, I'm only here because my partner's fucking that whore. Um, and that's where Al's like, who? <laughs> <laughs> um, Seth uh, leaves and he runs in the Trixie. She lets him know it's back open. <laughs> that's good. That's good. They open the business back up. Um, and that's that's it for for sheriff stuff. So what yeah. are you, what's coming? There's another kind of table setting setting moment mm -hmm. with him complaining about it. You should do it. I don't wanna. Mm -hmm. It was like Jon Snow um, <laughs> throughout uh, the back half of Game of Thrones. You're the king. Oh, the one will be king. Um, yeah. Is yeah, this was our comic relief for the episode, which is fun. <laughs> Love a good Con Stapleton uh, storyline. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we have a sheriff that can be bought off easily. Uh, so my guess is we're going to see the sheriff get bought off easily. Yeah. My yeah, but what about the show, Sheila? <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I think everything's going to go perfectly fine for the show. <laughs> yeah, it'll go exactly as planned. All right, we're heading over to the Bella Union crew uh, with Leon and Sai. The gist here is Sai is just turning him in the direction of being a vocal racist, a very vocal anti-Asian uh, within that camp, and I'm sure in general, uh, racist. Um, and he does it in such a way where he's like, he says some things, and he's like, but you think that too that's your opinion as well. So as if he's, there's a lawyer that's going to come in. <laughs> because that's your opinion. I want you to vocalize your opinion, which is also my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so I guess if someone were to ask him, was this your idea or would, did Sai put you up to this? Oh no, it was my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> it was my idea. Um, just and it is his opinion. I oh, mean, for sure. I heard of last episode, mm -hmm. yeah, he's not not racist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he just made him screaming at quite that level. Yeah, yeah, this is sort of the Trump sort of effect, where he's like, "Yeah, yeah, but so am I. So you should be even more vocal about this." Mm -hmm. And now he's just posting on his Facebook. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Terrible things. Yeah, sharing memes uh, <laughs> that the DOJ has uh, since busted up. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I also think I, I found it a little interesting because it seemed like Psy was also now very uh, suspicious of Leon. The fact that um, mm -hmm. the fact that Al let him go now makes him suspicious of Leon and like, well, what are you doing with him? And I feel like that was also part of Al's plan to mm. kill his own mm -hmm. guy because now he, he can go, well you, well, you can't be mad at me. I killed my own guy. Mm -hmm. But now it leaves Sai leaving like in the back of his head mm -hmm. going, can I trust this guy? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. can you trust Leon? No, <laughs> no just in general, no. But <laughs> even more so, no <laughs> trusting now. Yeah, they had that uh, this discussion that basically announced to a previously on Deadwood, yeah. uh, where he says, "Well, I I stole me and me and Jimmy Irons. We stole the dope from from Wu. We killed his carrier. Uh, then we kind of enjoyed ourselves for a little while. Uh, then we ran out. Uh, then one of uh, Swearingen's toughs took us into the bathhouse. Uh, he uh, drowned Jimmy Irons and and let me let me go." And he and Sai says something like, "Was he holding the straws?" Yeah, Mister Swearingen was holding the straws. Is he now holding the strings on you? Yeah. Um, like, uh, no, no. To be fair, I deserved it, you know. <laughs> uh, oh, because he also talks about his eye. Um, uh, asks about his vision. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he got the shit kicked out of him, but he lived to talk about it and be racist vocally. Yikes. All right. So um, that's basically what it seems like is going to happen here is that there's going to be a a, a mob assembled uh, to maybe head up to um, Chinatown uh, with mm -hmm. Edwards Chinatown, Wu's area, uh, and start wrecking shit. Uh, because there's also the con <clears throat> excuse me conversation with Joni and Sai where he's talking about locations uh, and says, you ain't heard this from me, <laughs> but there might be some property opening up over in uh, Cochran's Alley or something like that, um, which is owned by uh, the Chinese. Yeah. And uh, mm, so there's there's that there. Yeah. Little bits with Eddie too. Um, yeah. Yep, Eddie's back. And then they're also kind of going, we're going to steal from Sai. <laughs> yeah. Like right in front of them. As long as he's not behind me, I don't mind saying that I just <laughs> pocketed uh, $80. Oh, hello. Woo. Uh, immediately. Like, this is not going to go well, Eddie. Immediately, yeah. you are busted. Um, because, and he also does like the hand the hand signal. Like, oh, yep, yep. Uh, for the Joan, for your new business venture. Yeah. Well, and, and also, like, come on, don't both return on the same night. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, we just we just adjourned our meeting of deceiving yeah. you, so we'll both just show up now and and just go right towards each other and start yeah. talking mm -hmm. and making gestures. Great yeah. idea, guys. Uh, Eddie and Sai have a quick conversation. Eddie says, uh, "If you'll have me back," but also. You gotta apologize because you you crossed the line talking about you know uh, that that boy and uh, his preferences and and things like that. And Sai says withdrawn. <laughs> okay. 
The same um, way that a sleazy lawyer would say that. Yeah. It's, it's already it's, out it's there. Already out of, yeah, exactly. Take it back. Yeah. Withdrawn. The jury, every member of the jury has already written down the, the quote, <laughs> the reaction of the witness, but I withdraw. Yeah. <laughs> um, go ahead and strike it from the record. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, Joni and Eddie had that quick chat. Um, uh, about the location and the backer. Um, there's also a very quick conversation with Joni and Utter uh, earlier in the episode where mm -hmm. they kind of just have their, they have their little catch-up brunch mm -hmm. and- um, He bites his, the inside of his lip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and throw off my chewing angle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chewing. What? So yeah. Um, yeah, they're just catching up a little bit. And Utter says something like, I thought the location was the issue. I thought location was the issue. Didn't realize that the backer was was an yeah. issue because before that it was. Um, but now she has Eddie, very capable, very sneaky. Eddie is on the case. Uh, I don't know. I don't like the looks of it. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts about the Bella Union crew? Again, another table setting thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm sure that uh, Joni and Eddie's plan will go off perfectly and everything will turn out great. And even if Cy finds out about it, he'll be like, you know what, you crazy kids. I, I love you guys too much. Just take my money. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, people shouldn't be surprised that uh, if Eddie were to turn around and poker chips start falling out of his pockets in front of his eye yeah. and he's just running around or chasing one around the floor yeah. <laughs> lands in front of size feet and is slowly tilts up the camera <laughs> oh i'm really in it now <laughs> yeah and you see a, a poker chip kind of going slowly down his throat oh geez all right so then we're at our final final storyline which involves the crooked father garrett uh and not father in the cloth sense so much as blood sense and that's ama's dad has come to town mm -hmm. we learned in a previous episode that it didn't seem like her family or his family were going to be too helpful with this mm -hmm. claim right mm -hmm. or were they just talking I, I about his family, family kind of wanted her to come back mm. to i think because that's where she was kind of saying like she was going to leave to trixie and that whole conversation that she might leave and go back but be with her family and they'll mm -hmm. take care of her and Sophia yeah mm -hmm. uh but dad's here I'm sure this is all going to go fine uh mm -hmm. Ellsworth is uh just like the doctor kind of talking about his his limits of knowledge and what what he can do um Ellsworth pretty honest says he's reached his limit with this with this claim you're going to have to sink some shafts in here and start really getting uh getting things to really get things going um and they have a nice moment yeah uh, ama and 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 at mr ellsworth um where he's just like i'm just gonna say this once i know i'm too damn old for you yeah <laughs> which was creepy and if so had, nice <laughs> yeah, if i had a nickel for every guy who works at the post office who has said that to me <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay thanks uh yeah. you ship that out yeah <laughs> She has that that kind of reach across the table, um, yeah. yeah. They have they have 
what seems to be a, a nice little connection. Um, and he's good with, like, Sophia seems to really like him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. They have that thing they've, they've been doing, which is sticking their tongue out at each other throughout the episodes. Uh, and Dad shows up, and mm -hmm. Ellsworth excuses himself. Um, and that's that. Uh, Dad directly on the mouth, like a normal father just yeah. coming in with mm -hmm. a long lingering kiss on the mouth <laughs> like yeah. you do uh, and he's coming from sexy dad kiss yeah <laughs> coming that's from new york time, that's all um where he's seemingly probably not showered in i don't know a week or two weeks whatever the the travel time is from new york to uh mm. what is it south dakota yes yeah, where they're at yeah. um the dakota yes yeah uh, one of yeah the dakota oh, region the dakota territories mm -hmm. yeah uh dad kind of jokes about her circumstances uh in a previously on sort of way recapping what uh she has done um he even says he's kind of sketchy about his own you know my ideas about what i'm going to do are a little sketchy uh yeah you're telling us um, <laughs> he's like i i hope i'm here to help are you though now where's uh, that gold <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh, start twirling his mustache yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richardson brings the room key, so we get a little Richardson and a little bit more later on, too. Oh, yeah. Um, formal Richardson later on, and he asks to see mm -hmm. the gold. Um, says, uh, there's some, um, says there's some claim that she was involved in Brahms' murder. Um, you know, it's another like, you ain't heard this from me, but um, his family. They think you killed him. They're making a, little... a whole documentary on it. People are loving it. Yeah, it's releasing on Netflix um, <laughs> and, and theaters on the her. same day. <laughs> yeah. That's how big it is. Uh, updates him on the, she updates him on the Bullock involvement uh, and almost walks off with the goods. Yeah. Yeah, so he is just kind of come to town and starting to meet everybody that she's has any involvement with. Uh, and seeing, I guess, how easily he can do whatever it is that he wants to do and who's kind of overseeing her interests and if they're going to be a problem for him. At least that's the sense. Yeah, and I feel like it. he's also kind of like trying to imply that she shouldn't be hanging around these men mm -hmm. kind of situation. And I don't think he realizes what a strong woman she is. I think he's just thinking, well, if I just kind of put some fear into her that people are going to think she's a slut or something but for hanging out with all of these men mm -hmm. then you know she'll just go with her father because that's what you do mm -hmm. uh dad comes to the hardware store and invites seth to to dinner uh seth obliges and uh they get a what is seemingly a private dining area yeah within this this hotel the banquet yeah. hall <laughs> so to speak it's like and one of the only games in town mm -hmm. that's where everybody what a great sign that was. Yeah. <laughs> That's about uh, eat elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Richardson dialed up for the occasion. Oh, yeah. Top hat, glove. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really living his best life right there. Yeah. I wonder how EB, well, actually, this is EB, I guess, wouldn't see this as below him to be serving them because mm -hmm. he's also a nosy scumbag who wants to be around and see and watch and hear what's what's going on. So that's probably yeah. the only reason he's kind of helping. And they're the rich people in town. So mm -hmm. like, it feels like he seems like one to want to wine and dine, you know, a fancy yeah, he's a city man, yeah. you know, yeah. like. 
He's like a dignitary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He does have that one line earlier talking about Silas after it's clear that Al and Silas Adams come to an agreement and that he's going to be around. He's going to be a bigger bigger part of things. And it's like, oh, geez, I put him in a room above the privy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not ideal. Um, Neither is the table next to the privy. Got to get that out of traffic. Um, Yeah, so they have that private dining room. Um, EB comes over, and I like this little aside that Alma has as EB walks away to her dad. Uh, He had something to do with it, (laughs) talking about Rom's Rom's murder. Um, And he's questioning Seth about the claim and Alma moving or not moving. And Seth is doing a pretty good job here. Like, it's her business. Yeah. I'm here to help her and keeps kind of bringing her back into the conversation. My wife says, are coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my girlfriend, she lives in Canada, but I totally have a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we have that moment where EB and Richardson are kind of peeking in from the other, the other room and EB sees right through everything. He's a crook. Oh, and what a crook to be stealing from his own flesh and blood. Uh, <laughs> Richard, can I think? Nah, yeah, yeah, sure you can. Once you grow some hair on your head, <laughs> yeah. hair. Yeah. Oh. May, may I look, Mister Farnham? <laughs> uh, poor Richardson. Oh yeah. To scam your own flesh and blood. Uh, he talks. <coughs> excuse me. He talks to Sophia about uh, eating and then uh, going to the uh, kitchen to. Oh, this is Ama. She talks to Sophia about like this is normally what would happen after dinner is we would go to the kitchen for chores and we would talk about uh this and that and the other thing and mostly how about the men control everything we say you know what we are going to be doing all the decisions that they're going to make while they're walking and talking yeah um seth and dad um go on an ambulators tour uh they're walking (laughs) around the uh the camp talking to uh each other um that implies that she and seth are into it into each other um right says mm-hmm. that, yeah. there's something there i see what's going on he's like even if uh you do have a wife and kid coming <laughs> yeah. i'm not an idiot yeah. <laughs> yeah have i told you no i've heard it multiple times throughout <laughs> this uh this episode um, you won't stop mentioning it and i don't care please <laughs> yeah you can uh, have both <laughs> Yeah, and then there's a weird goodbye between the two. Yeah. Just an odd, I'm going to go. Okay, you go. I'll tell her exactly that you you had to leave, and that's why you didn't say goodbye. She'll get over it. Yeah, you, um, you, you, you go. Yeah, I'm <laughs> leaving now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dad implies, uh, yeah, we, we talked about that. Um, Seth knows that uh, dad isn't there to help. Yeah, yeah. But but to rob so it's the the opposite of uh the lord of the rings gandalf situation i'm not trying to help you i'm trying to rob you um yeah it's uh this guy's got scumbag written all over him which is a shame because he's such a good dad Mm -hmm. one boy meets world Mm -hmm. and he's got such a great last name russell i mean Mm -hmm. we're usually not (laughs) yep Yeah. Oh, of the the, the scumbag Russells. Um, yeah, we don't talk about them. It's like the Romulans and the Vulcans. Um, just dropping some <laughs> fantasy sci-fi stuff right here. I apologize. Um, 
So yeah, what do you think is going to happen? What, without getting into spoiler territory, what do you think they're setting up to to happen here? I think there's going to have to be a, a talk. The dad's going to have to learn that uh, you know she's a grown ass woman and she can run a gold mine all herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever it is, gold yeah. claim. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to be a Joni situation where she's going to let the thief just take yeah. everything and and get away scot-free which of course did not happen with laura um, but if she had her way it seemed like that's what she would have done i don't think that's this, the case here with paul yeah her like he's gonna realize that she that he underestimated her mm-hmm. like he's got something coming his way yeah <laughs> uh the other thing to that i wonder is how under the influence, she may have been around him at times. Oh, um, yeah. And cool. her oh, previously, yeah, you're right. Having so all, all her faculties. Control, yeah, when she was on her, her, yeah, her, yeah. her opiate, opium. Yeah. So yeah. He, this may not be used to independent Garrett. F- Sorry. Okay. Uh, I also feel like she was probably under the influence because of him. So I think he has, I think he has like a very rude awakening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he also is going up against like the two nicest guys in Deadwood, you know, <laughs> like uh, Ellsworth and Bullock. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, like yeah. Ellsworth is like a puppy dog. And then an honorable. Uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. then Bullock is like, well, everything's got to be very, you know, by the book things are done a certain way so yeah. he's, he's a respectful person not gonna mm. play dirty if he does anything he'll probably lock himself up or turn yeah. himself in the con stapleton <laughs> con stapleton be like what do i care <laughs> <laughs> all right give me two loaves of stale bread and we'll call it a deal <laughs> yeah. oh uh, i also i wrote down i i have to bring this up dan and johnny and eb were having a lunch at the gem that looked really good, like mm-hmm. by today's standards, it was like this loaf of bread sliced with some cheese on it and a fresh tomato. And like looking at that <laughs> and what is going on at EB's restaurant. And I'm like, what? How can the gem serve better food or have better food prepared in their kitchen than like an actual restaurant? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was just an interesting thing for me to go, oh, look at that. That looks good. I need that. Yeah. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. a matter of scale. Like they can't scale up. Yeah, high quality ingredients to a restaurant. uh, And it could be Jewel, I guess. Jewel might be making these things in Mm -hmm. the the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think mainly, at least from what I can tell so far, they don't serve much in the way of food Mm -hmm. uh, at all at the at the gym. So it probably is just Jewel kind of cooking some things up for for Al and the break room. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, in the break room. Uh, Maybe Dan's got some skills. All the whores live there, right? Like they have rooms. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the women the women all stay there. Right. Yeah. I guess Dan and Johnny and they might stay there. They too. might stay there. Too. Or you would live in a tent, I would suppose. Like they don't know there's not a lot of actual houses yeah. in Deadwood. It's not very well established what the living situation is. <laughs> it sounds like Saul's sleeping at the store. I think they're both sleeping at the store. Oh, are they? Yeah. Beth oh, and Saul, yeah. Or both at the store. You got bunk beds. <laughs> they have bunk sacks of grain that they like, <laughs> on. No one uh, has good work-life balance. Yeah. No. 
Seth and Saul do have that quick discussion about moving. Um, yeah. Maybe like you good. should also be looking for a place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Seth is well, talking about- I'll move out with my wife and kids who are coming soon. I don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. But you should also move out. <laughs> um, Seth is out there with Hostetler looking over his, his land, um, which they had that weird exchange last episode. Um, hey, this, this land's available. If you want to come look, hey, I said I'd contact you. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Jesus, stop harassing me. I My was God. just letting you know. Okay. <laughs> Everybody calm down. I'll Let's come back. Talks. You're in a mood. Let's look at such heads. a baby. As soon yeah. as anything is not going his way, he just lashes out at everyone. Temper yeah. yeah. tantrum. He also has this weird robotic, and, and I know I'm a big defender of, of Bullock, uh, uh, and uh, what's his face, Oliphant as a uh, actor, but he does have a very, very robotic line, couple lines of dialogue where he's describing the process about something, uh, I think about the claim and what would happen. And it was like the camera was on him the entire time and it was just him like, uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And I was like, all right, I'm starting to see it. I'm starting to see it. Yeah, so he's talking to Hostetler about getting that get, getting that land for his wife and kids who may or may not be coming. I guess we'll find out. Um, this is the first time hearing of it. <laughs> uh, let's hit some winners and losers, and then we're out of here. Uh, let's start with winners, Sheila. Uh, my winner this week was Merrick. Cause he got mm. that new toy. Oh yeah. Yeah. New toy. And, like, man, if I could get that camera for myself to play with, like how exciting. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, he's my winner. Cause he gets to just unleash his creativity all over mm -hmm. Deadwood. Top of the line. Uh, Brian. Con Stapleton, or should I say Sheriff Con Stapleton? <laughs> yeah. Great first name for a corrupt as fuck sheriff. <laughs> Wait a minute, your name is Con. Sheriff <laughs> Constable Stapleton. Uh, untrustworthy Stapleton at your service. Uh, Sam. Uh, I'm going to say Jewel. I feel like mm. she, she got a day out. She has a doctor working on something for her. Yep. And uh, I don't know, I feel like she she felt pretty good about herself to make, she got that zinger into Al. I, mm -hmm. I think she, she was, she had a good day. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Richardson, who got an easy night. He got an easy night. He got the dress up. Mm -hmm. uh, he got, yeah, he got a hat. He got some gloves. Yeah. Um, he almost got to look. <laughs> uh, he got to so hear a description of something. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to say Richardson, you are my winner. Uh, let's go reverse order for losers. Uh, not counting myself. Sam, who do you got? Oh, geez. Uh, my loser is... I am going to say, I'm going to say uh, Bullock because I feel like he he just had a bad day all around, mm -hmm. walking yeah. in on that, that awkward <laughs> moment and then just finding out oh, someone took the job he kind of wanted, but no mm -hmm. one asked him to do. He, he ratted on his best friend. Yeah. And then he also, you know, someone he admires is being conned and now he's got to deal with that shit. Yeah, and his wife and kids may be coming. And his wife and kids are coming, my God. Interrupting a romance. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brian. Uh, I'm going to go with the Reverend Smith. Uh, not having a great week. Mm. Uh, he Boy, was he so close to having a good turn uh, after he's 
preaching to his flock of bull dicks. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's his name? Asked Andy. Andy came and asked him to pray with him, and that's all he ever wanted, and he just yeah. lost it. I'm blank. I got nothing. I don't know what the words are anymore. Oh, amble, amble, amble. Yeah, he ambles off. Sheila. Uh, I have to say the the girl that had to give Al a blowjob mm. uh, because he was too mad at Trixie to mm. let her in his bed because mm -hmm. she just had to listen to him go off the rails on his sob story. She said the single word "yeah" and got yelled at. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was to answer a question. Yeah, he asked like, her a question. Do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> Would you shut the fuck up? And then he's sitting there telling her how to do her job. Like, right. Come yeah, on, man. Explaining. No yeah. one likes micromanaging. Like no. I'm yeah. I'm shocked that he didn't have his hand on her head the entire time. <laughs> yeah. uh, that would have been the only thing to make it worse. Yeah. So she, she's the loser. Yeah. Uh, my loser is Andy Crane. Uh, Andy is my loser because this camp, he came back. Uh, he got his life together. Uh, and now he's really grasping at straws trying to find out what that purpose is and really seems like he does not want to go back to dice or uh go back to those those things that led him down that that wrong path um and uh th with that pest tent coming down he's lost his purpose um but as we talked about it does seem like they may be setting up um a successor kind of kind of situation he was almost dressed reverendy in this episode uh as well um so andy right now is my my loser for his just generally being lost within within the world and not wanting to uh drown any further all right <clears throat> that is episode 11 of 13 uh jules boot is made for walking uh thank you sheila thank you brian thank you sam thank you all for listening we'll be back soon bye-bye these boots are made for walking and that's just what they'll do one of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you